How's it going, everybody? This is Alex Caceres, and you're listening to Story of the Fight. We're live. Oh Look at that. Look at that production. Production. Yeah. <laughs> Moving it's up been, in the world. It's been two weeks. Two weeks? It's been yeah. two weeks since we've gathered. Yeah. To talk about anything combat sports. Yeah, dude. You know, it just gives you life time to like reflect on life. <laughs> about things. What's going on? on what, what's been going on with scenes. you the last two weeks? I don't even know. <laughs> like, I think it was last weekend that Brian got married. Congratulations again. Congratulations. I think that was last weekend. Yeah. Right? That's we big. haven't talked about it? No. No, yeah. no. You said that he was going to get married. We didn't know he uh, got married. Yeah. There it is. Shout out, Brian. I was just waiting to see, like, did he get cold feet? You know, what happened? Did he actually <laughs> go through with it? Just leaves the day off. Yeah. I just haven't heard from him since. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, it was but, cool. It was cool. The venue was super cool. Everything went like super smooth as far as I know. It was sick. Nice. Nice. Uh, did you let anybody at the wedding know that we're available on Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube? I did. And uh, I let everybody know that we're live now. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> as you can see on the bottom now, still getting used to that. That must have uh, been the, uh, the best man speech. I was about just to like, say, I started the best man speech. I said, thank you guys all for gathering. Uh, just to let you guys know, uh, <laughs> we are on. <laughs> and then and then I just uh, left. After that must that, explain the extra subscribers home. we got, even though we had a week off. Yeah. I mean, everybody's mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. uh, of course, we let everybody know every week. If you like our content, please like, subscribe, comment. goes a long way. There's that little bell or whatever you can click on so you get notified whenever we upload anything new. Yeah. Uh, any way you can support us goes a, a long, long way. And then social media? Social media, Twitter, Instagram, Story of the Fight. For oh, sure. That's me. Right. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no longer uh, Monday mornings. Sunday that's mornings. Good. So if you get content a little bit faster. Yeah. So if you normally like check on Monday mornings, uh, it. Would have been up for a day. So Sunday mornings from now on, I think, and uh, live uh, as much as possible. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, okay, of course, if this is your first time tuning in, uh, my name is Romero. Got my man Will over there. Love talking anything combat sports. And if uh, you want to see any of our old content, we got some interviews with some fighters. Uh, of course, we review uh, any fights that have just happened. So mm -hmm. always a lot of fun. we got some more stuff in the works for uh, possibly interviewing some more fighters here coming up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as long as everything works out yeah as long as everything goes as planned um but last night we did have a fight card again after uh two weeks time off. i was going through some mma withdrawals will yeah me too me too i found myself painting just bleed across me looking at myself <laughs> in the mirror just not really knowing what to do but just a tear <laughs> coming down one tear slowly yeah Smearing Man, the just bleed paint. <laughs> before we, uh, before this card went down, I think we actually talked about it and just mentioned how stacked this card actually was. Uh, we figured it was going to be somewhat underrated going in. Yeah. Uh, but th there was a uh, lot of folks on this card that we were wondering, you know, if this was a fork in the road for them, whether it was going to be the, you know, a boost in their ascension or uh, whether they're going to take a couple steps back. Um, 
Yeah, but do we have a moment of silence? We have a moment of silence for this card. Um, not like the craziest moment of silence. Um, Moreau's versus Manon was supposed to happen. Moreau's had to pull out like three days before the event. Uh, Dusko Todorovic was supposed to fight Maki Patolo. Uh, Patolo got injured, had to pull out. Uh, Alessio DeCirico De De was supposed to fight uh, Delize, and he had to pull out. Uh, Tom Brees uh, versus Antonio Arroyo was canceled five, ten minutes before it was supposed to happen. Um, yeah, uh, Americani had an opponent change, uh, mm -hmm. but the biggest hit probably of the card was the Amanda Hebus versus Angela Hill. Yeah, that was going to be a super cool fight. Uh, I think this was the second. Was this the second time they've had to reschedule this fight? I think so. Yeah, Hebus uh, had COVID issues. Is is this the new Ferguson Habib matchup that's just cursed? I don't think so. <laughs> maybe maybe the anticipation isn't as big for this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Implications probably not as as big, but either yeah. way, it's a fight that I've been uh, wanting to watch happen. I just want to watch Angela Hill fight. Just let her bang, man. Yeah. Just let her bang. Somebody just gotta let her bang. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the, I, I feel like also most people are on the Hebus side of that. They want to see Hebus, which I'm a Hebus fan, but. There's like a huge, huge following of Hebus lately, and uh, interesting. Yeah, I, I, again, I don't I'm think for Angela Hill that Angela Hill's getting her her dues, man. No, I don't think so either. I'm definitely more on the Angela Hill side of that. Of Same that here. Yeah. Same here. And again, Hill. not that I don't like Amanda Hebus. Uh, she has some hilarious interviews as well. Uh, one of the fighters that really lets her personality shine. You know, yeah. that might be uh, part of the reason that she's starting to get more fans. Oh, it seems like she doesn't why. take herself too seriously. She enjoys herself. She's having fun in the process. Yeah. Um, so that must that must be why. It's got to be. Oh, by the way, uh, as soon as we went live, got the little notification on my phone. I just saw it right now, too. <laughs> so very nice. Uh, the main event, Rosenstroop versus Sakai. Yep. Uh, Biggie boy. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. Look at look at them uh, just bumping fists. So I could tell you right now, I knew exactly how this fight was going to go <laughs> yeah. when Rosenstruck walked out bumping Tupac. Yeah, boom! I was like, dude, this guy means business right now. And yeah. that hammer fist. Wait, 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 wait! Hold on, hold on. Keep that picture right there. Is that Sakai or Rosenstruck's corner? I don't know, but neither of them looks guy... excited. That guy looks like he's wondering if he left the stove on. <laughs> it has to. It has to have been Sakai's corner. Has to have been because if you're he watching your man so unamused, pummeled with that hammer fist, you're probably like, "Ah, oh, damn," you yeah. know. And that's like at a, least like put like a hands up or like a no, 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 no. I think he's looking at that like watching his hero taking a. Anel. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? But hey, uh, Rosenstruck, this kind of reminded me of the last time we saw Derek Lewis on there because Derek Lewis was very slowly stalking and stalking and stalking, just mm -hmm. waiting for the right shot. Yeah. And that seemed very much like what Rosenstruck was, was doing, just slowly stalking. You know, uh, you, you know how we've always had like mythical fighters, right? Like C level Kane. 
right? Full, he, BJ Penn with the look in his eyes, all that kind of stuff, right? C-level Kane. Remember C-level Kane? Tour. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's always been um, – Rosenstruck might be, like, late round Rosenstruck. Oh. You know what I mean? Because uh, it seems like – Yeah, it seems like the whole, whole rounds are setups, right? Just aligning things. And then last 30 seconds, go for broke. Four because, minutes and 50 seconds of setting up. I mean, that's kind of what's been happening, right? In his, his last few fights. Um, the JDS one was a little different. But still, I mean, this was... Uh, he, he KOs Overeem with four seconds left, right, of the whole fight. And this one is one second left of the first round. So it seems like uh, he's very aware of like heavyweight cardio issues, you know, and like strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got good setups, great feints, like really good feints for a heavyweight, especially. Um, and Sakai was reacting to those. Yeah, crazy. yeah. But but then you see like at the end of the round, he kind of goes for broke a little bit more, and it seems like he's willing to like really take advantage of those last 10, 30, 10 seconds, you know. Um, and go for broke because he knows he has the in-between rounds to recover. And I feel like that's kind of where he's most dangerous. And that's kind of what we're starting to see from his like strategy is mm-hmm. go for broke towards the end of rounds because, dude, <clears throat> he wasn't doing the best at uh, cutting off the cage. Nope. You know, Sakai was able to circle. <laughs> he did one time, uh, and he landed a big right straight to the body after he finally cut okay. off the cage. Uh, but then, again, kept letting him circle out. And I wonder if he... If, if that was the setup, you know, that might have yeah. been the setup is, is let him circle out. Uh, so he could be, he, so he feels comfortable circling out on the cage. And once I'm ready, then I'll actually hit him with that left. Yeah. Make him think he's out of range. Think, think I'm just going to let him get away and then hit him with that double up on the left hook, reaching left hook. Yep. And Sakai seemed very hesitant the entire fight. And I know people are like, man, you got to let your hands go. Got to let your hands go. You know, and th- like, um, the way he fell after he got punched is part of the reason why he was hes- hesitant to, <laughs> to letting his hands yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. Rosenstruck's got some power. He's got that sneaky power that just like touches you. Like, cause the left hook that really stunned him the first one, yep. that set up the range for the right over the top. But even the right over the top wasn't, it was yeah. more at the end of the punch, right? Yep. Which sometimes is a good thing, but it seemed like even further than the snap at the end of the punch. Like it snapped and then reached a little bit more. Um, but he just hits so hard that it doesn't matter. You Very uh, Ngannou-esque, you know, where even if it grazes you, like near yeah. the temple, mm-hmm. uh, it, it could be trouble. And, I mean, honestly, I think the thing that did the most damage during that uh, exchange there, well, it wasn't really an exchange. It was more Rosenstreet just beating him up. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it was the hammer fist. Yeah, That was yeah. a bad hammer fist. Cut he, him up right away, and you could see his eyes dude, start trying the, to refocus. The cuts, he had two. Nasty cuts. I haven't been able to see like a good picture of him after the fact, but when they were, he was standing up and they were kind of like doctoring him up after the fight and stuff, he had a cut like from here to here down, yep. and then another one from like here to like here, yeah, like just two gashes from both. I'm gonna need stitches. Yeah, from like five seconds. It's crazy. <laughs> it's just, it's just yeah, when cool. he stood up, he had blood yeah. like running down the side of his face. I was like, is his ear bleeding? What is that? Yeah, and, and was, people were talking. Shit. People were talking shit about the stoppage too. Which I thought it was fine. Yeah. One second left, you could argue, let him come back. Yeah. But you could see him go limp 
from a couple of the hammer fists and then kind of come back a little bit. And he didn't argue anything. And then the, the other thing is too, right? Like you hear the 10 second warning, mm-hmm. you see these crazy exchanges. I can pretty much assure that Herb Dean's not counting down from 10 in his head yeah. and he's more focused on what's going on in front of him. Yeah. So let's say Herb Dean, there's so much going on. Uh, let's say that there's three seconds left, four mm-hmm. seconds left. I, like he doesn't know in his head. He, he thinks like, I can't continue letting this guy get pummeled for another four, five seconds. Yeah. Uh, it's just a bang, bang type of type of call. Yeah. Also, like, do you think, I don't even know. Cause I've never, I literally, I don't, I don't know why. I don't think I've ever actually thought about this, but um, I, don't, I, what do you think about actually letting that even influence the decision to call a fight? What do you mean? Like if there's, if, if, Say you are present. I don't think you can be as a referee, but say you are present. There's like three seconds left and someone's getting like, it's a, a fight ending questionable like moment of a fight. Um, and and Should you take that into consideration is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. If this is four minutes and 59 seconds. If I'm Keith you... Peterson and there's 10 yeah. seconds left and Dom Cruz is getting his ass kicked, I'd probably let him write it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, but I wonder if that's, I, I don't even know how I feel about that. If, if, um, if you should allow it to go a little bit longer to finish the round, to give them a second chance, probably not though. Right. There probably shouldn't be that outside influence on a decision. I think it's all case that by is, case. Yeah. But I, but I think all that does is take away from the would be winner. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's case by case. In this case, I, I'm not mad at it at all because, again, Sakai, after that first hammer fist, you could tell he was off in La La Land. Yeah. Uh, he's what's, probably... What's, what's funny is is the last time probably this conversation was would have been had is probably Rosenstruck versus Overeem. Yeah. Right? Because it was five rounds of pretty much Overeem winning and then four seconds... You, you just let it go four seconds so he could win the decision. A lot. Of, I saw that a lot. But do you... <laughs> You know, such a tough call. Yeah, because again, your job as a referee is to try to protect the fighter as much as possible. Exactly. Yeah. If there's a fight ending sequence, it probably shouldn't matter. Yeah. Where where it lands, whether it's the first five seconds or the last five seconds. I'm sure if you ask Overeem, I'm sure if you ask Sakai, they'd probably say, (laughs) you know, just let me bang. Yeah. You know, but (laughs) I don't know if Sakai would say that though because. He did not look upset with the stoppage. Oh, dude, in his head, man, he was back in the favelas. You know what yeah. I mean? Just walking around celebrating with his peeps. He didn't even know where he was at, man. So yeah. I, he's not mad at that. Not mad at that. All right. Anything else on that, uh, the main event? Uh, no, I, I don't know what you do with um, Rosenstruck at this point. Maybe Curtis Blades? Uh, yeah. Both coming off losses. That's usually how they match make, right? I mean, I feel like we just saw that in... Derek Lewis, Lewis versus Curtis Blades. I think it's going to be a very similar matchup. Is it though? I don't know. Rosenstruck has really good takedown defense, right? I think like statistically maybe best of the heavyweight division, but I, I can't think of him fighting like a real like wrestler like like Curtis, you know? It'd be yeah. interesting. I mean, what else, I mean is, what else are you going to do with Curtis Blades, you know? And he said it during his uh, post-fight interview too. He said, just anybody in the, you know ahead of me makes sense. Yeah. And they asked him which fight makes sense for him. So just anybody which, for him, I guess, in the top five, top, you know. Yeah. Maybe Volkov. What, what was Volkov's last fight? Uh, I don't remember who he fought, but I do remember he looked really, really good. Was it Overeem? You could do that. You could do Volkov versus Rosenstruck. But I don't know. Volkov deserves someone above him, I think. 
I think so too. I think it depends what's happening with the, with the belt, you know. I yeah. guess Derek Lewis is going to fight uh, Francis. And then where's John Jones in the mix? Stipe, man. If Stipe, I think he's going to sit out and, and get a, a rematch is what it seems like. Volkov versus Stipe is a, is a good fight. And that's a number one contender fight right there. You know, yep. that's, how you, that's how you really piss off Jones is you make that yeah. fight. Then he knows, oh, shit, I'm not getting a title shot anytime soon. Man, uh, yeah, we... We gotta know what's gonna happen with Jones. I don't even think Jones knows what's gonna happen with Jones. So, all yeah. right, uh, Tybura versus Harris, dude. I have found myself rooting for Harris for so long. Um, I think everybody has, man. He he comes into this fight with twenty three fights, only mm. winning thirteen of them. Uh, yeah, dude. Not sure how much longer he's gonna be in the UFC. I don't think they ever cut him. You don't think so? I don't think you could Dana as much shit as everybody talks about Dana and like and he deserves it for a lot of things. Uh the dude gets like soft spots for certain fighters. Yeah. And I think he's got the same thing with Walt Harris. If Walt Harris was in any other division, probably probably uh close to the end for his UFC run, but in the heavyweight division, you know, like it's it's always been shallow, you know, like there's not um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's especially when you look at like his last, like Overeem, Volkov, Tibera. Yeah, yeah. Last three. Fuck man. right, tough guys. Uh, the Volkov one, you know, is not. Uh, there wasn't much offense from him in that one, but I mean, kind of a similar story with the with the Overeem one. I mean, very close to finishing that fight early, you know. Yep. Uh, and and this one, same thing, right? Like Tybro was almost gone. He almost had him out. He, he was like missing that one clean punch in that whole exchange. If he landed just like a one, one more clean one, it would have been over. I think but he just couldn't quite do it. Tybro is so crafty. Tybro's got know? a chin too. Yeah, and he's and he's been in there, you know. Like he he yeah. understands like octagon awareness you know like he knows what the fuck to do in those situations to just show enough you know and, and grit it out it seemed like he had a performance by seemed like he had a little more cardio in this fight well yeah um, yeah but it, i think it was still similar where you know you weather the storm in the beginning mm-hmm. and then afterwards you you start implementing your game plan yeah but also like styles make fights right like Tybura got in, like you said, he implemented his game plan, and that's the style that you should be using to beat Walt Harris. But that's not the style that everybody can use to beat Walt Harris. Like, Tybura is really good on the ground, you know? Yep. If this were other opponents, you know, I mean, he he probably, first off, he probably gets him out of there uh, in that flurry. Um, secondly, if if they survive the flurry the game plan that they need to implement for themselves isn't quite the same. Like they're probably going to, in the heavyweight division, most likely they're going to try to knock him out. Right. So in those situations, I think Walt Harris is still viable. So if you're the UFC, you you just spoon feed him opponents, dude, they should have spoon spoon fed him an opponent instead of that overeem fight. That should not have been his fight during all the craziness, his personal story. Right. They, I was so mad because 
dude, you give him someone like Overeem, who's like one of the most decorated fighters in the UFC at that time, right? He's no longer there. And but, MMA in general. Yeah, exactly. And, bro, just give him a fucking layup. Just give him a layup just so he can, like, dude, now it's 0-3 because you've given him Overeem, Volkov, and now Tybura. Like, give him something. Yeah. <laughs> like, the man has been had had things taken away from him in a way that most people will never understand. And then he's going to fight killers. Bro, fuck that dude. Give him a fucking break, man. Like so just for let anybody him get a win, just uh, give him a give him a, a, a an up, you know? Fucking so hell. So for man. anybody that's listening, like let's say a uh, Richard Casual, he's probably sitting off to the side right now just wondering like what was taken away from him. Uh yeah. do you want to explain? Yeah, so this must have been last year maybe the year before when it started at least um his daughter was all of a sudden missing um and then uh there was some footage from a gas station that looks like came out that looks like she was probably kidnapped uh and then everyone there was a big search that dana put out a message like it was crazy and um she ended up uh they they ended up killing her i think because the i think the official story was um that she fought back from the actual kidnapping uh and she was shot in in the vehicle as they were like pulling out of the gas station i think that's the official story right who knows exact that's what they were able to determine who knows what actually went down right but uh so they they ended up finding her remains um which is just like i think she was like 16 or 17 or something like that um just like insane I don't know how, and he and he fought like, dude. They, he must have fought. What was it like? Two or three weeks after the they officially like found her remains. Yeah. And then almost fuck. It was so. And this is why the sport's so good, right? Like, it sounds shitty to say that, but like, it was so close to to him getting a first round knockout within like the first like minute of the fight. After all that, it would have been like that. Would have been one of the greatest like emotional moments in the sports history yeah you know but unfortunately Overeem is durable and and i hated it also because like how are you going to put Overeem in that position yep like dude could you imagine having to fight somebody who you know that just it was very public and 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 he chose to fight and you have to fight him and it's like you're not going to take a dive right so like but like i can't imagine being in the position that Overeem was in um and he handled it super, I mean, obviously very gracefully over him did super respectful yeah, and did. all of it just, but I mean, and that's why everybody roots for Walt Harris when, when he fights, you know, and, uh, it helps that he's exciting also, right? Yeah. He has super dangerous hits hard as fuck. It, it is one of the saddest stories though. It's gotta be, so. you know, yeah. So, well, back to the point though, give him a fucking easy fight. Hopefully the next fight they give him, if they give him another one, uh, it's something that helps him get back on a winning track, you know? Yeah. He said that uh, he moved, to, he he was training in Vegas for this fight. Uh, and he said that Georgia, training in Georgia, his original camp, too many distractions, and it was just not the right thing for him anymore. So maybe that move is going to be in the future even better because, dude, he looked good. Like you said, the cardio issues looked addressed. Uh, there was a big flurry, and I don't think he gassed out whatsoever. Uh, it was just a matter of posi- he got out positioned, right? And he regained his composure instead of just yes. going through and yeah. blowing his wad, right? He just 
pulled it back again and just figured, okay, I'm not getting him out right now. Mm-hmm. So he went back to, you know, trying to set his game plan. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously we, this has been the Walt Harris story the whole time, but I mean, Tybura, Tybura's legit, dude. Yeah, he is. Tybura's legit, dude. Uh, beats Ben Rothwell. Finally, finally takes out Greg Hardy in a way that was just the most satisfying thing. Uh, give Walt Harris Greg Hardy, you know? Um, there you go. Hey, that's a good one. Yeah, let him take out some anger on, on Greg Hardy, you know? That's um, a good one. But but Tybura looks so good. The way he was able to um, recover with, like, just grit out that, that process. And then the way he caught that kick for the takedown, because it wasn't like a lazy kick, mm-hmm. you know? It was a powerful kick, and he caught it, took him down, and then just – he's so good on the ground, dude, at heavyweight. Yep, and Tybura, again, so durable, man. Yeah, yeah. So durable. I'm excited All to right. see his next fight. Uh, before that, we have Roman Delize versus Staropoli. <laughs> you know what fight was more interesting than this? What? The fight between Michael Bisping and Dominic Cruz in the booth during this fight. <laughs> 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 oh, the back and forth than this. Oh man, yeah. You know, and and the crazy thing is, I actually agree with Dom Cruz for once. Uh, I didn't I think that his boy, I didn't think that his boy Peterson should break them up. Right, that's uh, a good position for Delize. What's he doing with a position? I could see where Bisbing's coming from. He's not doing very much with the position, but then again, he's winning the fight. And I'm going the, to disagree with you. But keep going. You don't think he was winning the fight? Yeah, I never thought I would be the one on Bisping's side. If you told me that five or six years ago, I'd be like, fuck that, fuck Bisping. But uh, here we are. <laughs> and I'm sure you never thought you'd be on Dominic Cruz's side of an issue. Never. Never thought Dominic Cruz. In my eyes, because he had him in that that position where he had his back. And had his back, it, yeah. And he wasn't doing very much with it. First of all, Delize's grip, his has it just has to be so strong. Yeah. I mean, so the guy's strong. a legit grappler. Look, look, look there it is. That the was that was about 13 minutes of the fight. Yeah. That had to have been Ooh. 13. Oh, okay, there you go. Minimize it there, Rich. Okay. Uh, a little crop in action. Yeah. Well, you see, but with that grip he has, you see Star Poli's doing the wrong thing. You know, he should be – and and Delize's got great, great, uh, like, head position there. Mm-hmm. But that gap underneath uh, Delize's chin – that's where that right hand of Staropoli, instead of having it back behind his head, he needs to fish that in and, and get in there. There's a gap there, you know. Um, Delize wasn't keeping that, that elbow pinned like it kind of should have been. And maybe it's because he, he's like, he's not even trying right now, so I'm just going to keep it open. I'll, I'll pin it when I need to. But that's where that arm needs to go. You know, he needs to fish that in there, and that's how he'll be able to break the grip. But yeah, but we did we did see Staropoli. Mm-hmm. You know, he like uh, dropped down. He continued fighting the hands. He tried using the fence uh, to yeah. scrape him off. He tried turning into him. He uh, he tried again putting his arm behind his head. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to get better positioning. Yeah, but I, I think Delize won again. The strength, his grip, yeah. just and the head positioning continued moving his head into the perfect spot where it made it extremely difficult for Staropoli to to get out. Now, agreed again. Shocked that I'm agreeing with. Dominic Cruz, just yeah, shocked. But I like the part where Bisping is like complaining about the leads, saying he's not gaining any fans with this style. He's not making a name for himself. Uh, 
I thought to myself, well, maybe he doesn't care about that. And maybe (laughs) he just wants to ride his UFC career out. Maybe he just wants to win. He wants to get the show money. He wants to get the win money. Mm -hmm. And maybe he doesn't want to lose an eye in the process of his UFC career, Mike. Yeah. (laughs) Here's where I knew I was going to start disagreeing with Dominic Cruz about this was when he said, look at Khabib. Khabib made a career out of doing this. Fuck off. Uh, That's a little different. It's different because Khabib didn't just position people. He fucked people up. He mauled. He mauled them. them. He mauled them. Um, there was no, there's no shit talking Khabib in between rounds, saying, "Come on, let's fucking fight." Because the whole time you're getting fucking big brothered and and the shit kicked out of you on the ground. Um, so as soon as he said that, that was when I was like, "I'm on Team Bisping here." But uh, he did make some valid points, right? Obviously. But I do think uh, Keith Peterson should have stepped in maybe in the second round. First round, no. Second round. And and the reason I would say you, you step in there because the reason you don't step in when someone has someone's back like on the ground is because you can be three seconds away from a submission, uh, three seconds away from being flattened out, ground and pound that you can't escape from, and the fight's over. The, because the threat of the finish is so there because it's such a dominant position that you cannot stand someone up for that. Right. You just can't stand someone up with, if they have their back. Um, a la like Damian Maya and Jorge Masvidal, right. Exactly. When he had his back for so long. Yeah. You can't, not broken up. you can't yep. do it because at any second they could fish that in. All it takes is this, you know what I mean? That alone that and it's over. So that's why you can't step separate that, that this, with with that grip, the, uh, for like you said, thirteen minutes of the control time in that position, how many takedown attempts were there? Two, one, maybe. Like he never he never broke to go for like a single leg. He never actually tried to go for like a suplex or anything like that. Like there was no there's no threat of a finish in that position. There's no um, there was no like no no even positioning to advance from the position. He was fully content on just riding that position. That's where I feel like you can, you, you sh- I, I think he should have separated them at least in the second round, not the first you know, round. When, first round, when he, he did break, there was mm-hmm. that one point where he hit him like four straight shots with the hook and then went right back to the grip. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I think there was a takedown at some point, right? Was in the first round and the first round. I can't remember exactly when, Mm-hmm. And I could see how that'd be a very good strategy for Delize because Serapoli had an obvious speed advantage. Mm-hmm. And when they came out in the second round, uh, before they got back into that position, mm-hmm. you could see that Serapoli was significantly slower than when he started off that first round. Yeah, yeah. So I could see that being a strategy leading into the second. Just didn't think he'd ride it out for the full 13 minutes. But again, hey. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Delize is probably ready to fight in a week or two weeks. Yeah, you're right. He got I mean, his he, he got his win money. He got his show money. Yeah, and he, you know what? He might be able to double up in his his earnings this year just due to the fact that he's fighting this way. So, what's he doing it for? And, I guess and, that's the biggest question. Yeah, and Star Poli can fight next week too. <laughs> to well, did you see him afterwards when Delizia went up to him to like shake his hand? He was like, "Man, get mm-hmm. out of here, dude." Yeah, I mean the fact the fact that Delizia's talking shit during that fight was pretty. That's how you lose fans, you know. If you're because, I mean, and he's also not. I mean, Dana's not going to do him any favors, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if they literally, they literally, uh, like, 
sit him out for a while and just don't even offer him anything. Um, and I think, uh, like, Star Poli also took this on short notice, right? Two weeks notice, I think, he took this fight on. You know, it, so I don't blame him for anything. I know Dominic Cruz made the point, and I agree with the point of if you're mad at him for hugging you in this position for the whole fight, then do something so he can't do that. Yep. Like, you have exactly. to stop him from doing that. And I agree with that. But exactly. let's also factor in two weeks notice, right? Not game planning for this guy. Like, wasn't focused on a uh, super offensive uh, uh, wrestler, that style. So I don't really blame him for not being able to get him off. But the point still stands, right? I'm just saying I'm not going to count it against Star Pulley. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see Star Pulley again because I think he – because when they were separated – the dude's got nice hands. He was cracking them. Dude, those body kicks too? Yeah. When he hit there him was, with like two or three in a row? There was one where Delizia like landed a sh- like a decent shot and like smiled and was like, ha, I got you. And then Star Polo was like, oh, we throwing hands? And just like landed like three punches real quick. And he was like, oh, I'm going to go back for the takedown. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want hey, any so, of that. <laughs> uh, for anybody that's listening right now, appreciate you tuning in. This is the first time that we're going live. Uh, please, please comment in the chat because we'd like to see what y'all shoot about this topic, for example. Yeah. Right? Like, what yeah, do y'all think about know. this one? Uh, are you on Dom Cruz's side where, you know, uh, don't separate him because he's in a good position? Mm-hmm. Uh, or are you on Bisbee's side where he's like, they should get separated? Right. Yeah. Or yeah. are you just like, no nonsense, Keith Peterson? And Which seems like, like he took a little nonsense away. in this case. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he lost the nickname, in my opinion. That was some oh. nonsense, I think. I know we don't agree on that, but dude, in the second round and especially the third, fucking separate because now you know there's no avenue for this to to lead anywhere you know what i mean like the first round was the indication that oh he's content with just this that's a yellow card in my opinion you you lose money for that kind of a performance yellow uh, card is ass yeah and then I like fuck, you know what i mean that's what we need pride rules back hey we need the pride rules back it's the whole point of the show right exactly hey, uh before that though you you know what like i feel like the MMA gods were like, simmer down after after this yeah. fight. And they gave us Delize. I, I, somebody, <laughs> I saw somebody say that this was a, a, a palate cleanser after. Yes. After. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So Because no fight was going to live up to the last one. Baeza versus Ponzinibbio. Yeah. Now we know how high our boy George <laughs> is on Ponzinibbio. Yeah. So it was, for in my eyes probably fight of the year so far yeah i was trying to think um the uh barbosa versus burgos was was a crazy one it's a pretty good um, one too you know I, I would still probably probably rate this one over it um uh yuri prohaska versus um dominic reyes was another contender i think but this one has a has a story to it a little bit more and that that adds to it. You know, it wasn't just a slugfest. You know, the, the, the story going in of, of Ponzinibbio being out for so long yep. didn't look quite the same in his last fight. Started off this fight, kind of seemed like that was the way it was going again. I mean, look at that hiking. Look at that. Look at that hiking. Baeza, Baeza is, is uh, so talented, dude. He, and so technical. He's Yeah, he's, so he's the type of person. Every sport has those, those guys where, like, you're growing up and you're teaching people, like, like certain pitchers in baseball, right? Like growing up being taught how to pitch, like there's certain pitchers that uh, coaches will will tell you to go watch, right? Because they're not 
because some pitchers get success and they're they're doing like looping motions they have tendencies that that you don't really necessarily want to want to replicate but they get away with it because they're so talented mm-hmm. uh but then there's pitchers like greg maddox right who's just like so technical everything's perfect that that you show your kid you show young kids hey watch him learn from him he's doing the basics perfectly baez is one of those type of guys you know like just so like you said so technical uh so talented just very disciplined um he man hit that first round he looked so good both of their stock went up oh 100 both of their stock went up after this i remember and- I, going into the into the third round i was like here's we talk about it all the time right with these prospects uh now we get to find out if they're like the real deal you know mm-hmm going into this third round because we've seen the flashy stuff. We've seen them run through people. We've seen them put on these super cool performances, but what happens when they're in the face of adversity, right? And that's kind of yep. what he, he, he got in this fight. And you know? Ponzinibbio props Ponzinibbio. Cause he was Ooh. rocked that first round. And uh, my, I probably was like a lot of other folks thinking, yeah, that he, he might not be able to overcome this, mm-hmm. his conditioning, that output, I think he had 74 strikes in the third round. Did he really? It, it was something ridiculous. Yeah. And then on top of that, know, man. the jab, look at that. His jab was. It was on point. That's That was his way in. It was a double jab. There was a triple jab. You know, it, it was just his way to continue closing the gap and then just being able to engage once he got a little bit closer. But man, it was just, oh, it was such a fun fight. Yeah. And we learned a lot about Baeza in this fight, you know. Both of them. Because both of them, right? Well, I didn't learn much. Well, the only thing I learned about Ponzinibbio in this fight is that he is still there. Yep. Right? Because there were some question marks after his last fight. But I think that was ring rust, right? Because he was out for that so long. That was with uh, Liang, right? Li- I think so, Li- yeah. Liang or whatever. Yeah, which is a tough fucking fight, man, to come back from for so long. But Baeza, right, the first round is putting on a master class. Ponzinibbio cannot get in. He... And, he did such a good job with his low kicks that like Ponzinibbio was slipping all over the place because he couldn't plant his feet anymore. Um, and, and anytime he would get come in, he'd light him up with the, to the legs and it, it took out the jab. It, it, he like couldn't do anything. And then he's landing that overhand right at, at a long distance, right? Where it, it was crazy because it's like the opposite of what you normally do, right? Where anytime Ponzinibbio would try to come in, he'd check him with the leg kicks, right? Mm-hmm. But then on the outside, normally you'll throw your leg kicks, keep him at kicking range, right? But then on the outside, before he got into punching range, Baeza was landing that long, long overhand right and just catching him right at the end of it. Like you said, Ponzinibbio was wobbled in that first round from that same punch. Um, And then at the end of the first round, we see Ponzinibbio's path to to victory. And and Ponzinibbio is such a veteran that he recognized it too, right? And made made the adjustments when it was probably like the last 45 seconds of the round clear by his round. Right. Um, Ponsonibio says, fuck it. I'm going in. Right. I'm not going to worry about these leg kicks. I'm going to take the leg kick to land mine. He lands his jab and then opens up with, with the right hand over it. And then just he's hooking. Right. And, uh, Baeza is up against the fence and he's blocking most of the shots, but like, dude, even, even if you're blocking some of those, like your head's still getting whipped still getting around a little like, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and he shelled up and Ponzinibbio had some success at the end of the round. And it was like, ah, that might be, that's the opening maybe. 
And then the first or the second round, kind of the same situ- situation. It, it looked like it was kind of going the same way as the first round. Uh, Baez was landing his leg kicks, heavy leg kicks. Uh, Ponzinibbio kept, landed a couple. Um, Baez landed the overhand right again and looked to wobble Ponzinibbio a little bit. I don't know how much of it was him being like out a little bit or if it was because his legs were like <laughs> dwindling underneath him so he couldn't yeah. stand up anymore. But – and uh, I like made a mental note of it at like two minutes and 30 seconds, literally the halfway point of the round. I was like, all right, Baeza is winning this round. It's closer than the first, but the second half, let's see if Ponzinibbio can like really turn it up. And he did. And I think – And he didn't uh, slow down from that point on. No, no, he took that momentum because that's that was the change in momentum of the fight. Was was that that yep. literally the exactly the halfway point of round two, um, and luckily for Ponzinibbio, he did more in the second half than Baeza did in the first half. Right, Baeza was winning the first half, but if you compare the halves, Ponzinibbio was better. But I think Baeza will be better after this fight because i think when you go undefeated right he was was he 10 to no going into this yeah yeah when you go undefeated you don't really know there's questions that haven't been asked of you so you don't know how you would answer them right now he can see uh i saw people complaining or not complaining but talking shit saying that he was uh gas just from throwing leg kicks mm. dude did not gas he did not gas. What happened was Ponzinibbio finally started landing his jab and then was following up over the jab and not just landing one shot after one shot because once he got in close on Baeza um, and he was landing shots, Baeza shelled up, was getting hit, and forgot. Forgot. I, people were saying he, he didn't have any head movement. Head movement doesn't matter if you're not moving your feet. You know The, the, the problem was his feet were planted. He, he'd sit his feet. He'd shell up. He'd try to move his head a little bit. He's getting lit up. And Ponzinibbio, he's not evading. He's not moving. So Ponzinibbio can just stand there and tee off on him. Um, so I think – and I don't think you could find one one good – sorry, this is a rant, but this is the one I've been thinking of the most. But I don't think Ponzinibbio or Baeza does well as a counter-striker. When he's first, people can't get off, right? That he's He's a wood chipper, right? You can't get in on him. But once once you do get off, even if you're just throwing a jab as a range finder, things like that, right? Once you get going, he didn't quite have an answer. He there was nothing to return. There was mm-hmm. nothing to stop Ponzinibbio. He he basically just allowed Ponzinibbio to go off because he he wasn't returning. Uh, so I think that's something he can learn from is is you can't just stand there and shell up because even if you feel like yeah I could take this I could take this no biggie, it adds up, you know. And and Ponzinibbio took advantage of that. Yeah, did you notice too, Ponzinibbio, once he started uh, timing that leg kick, at first he was just checking him, but then it Mm -hmm. turned into a check right straight at the exact same time. And we talked about it before. I think you mentioned it, right? The the way to respond to a calf kick is with a straight right, right down the pipe, right? Mm -hmm. Like make him pay for it. And he started doing that. Second half of the second round. And Baez stopped throwing it. Mm -hmm. He stopped throwing the leg kicks. Um, So... Dude, it was just such a good fight. Fantastic fight. Good Love a good comeback, you know? Not, and not just in the everybody fight. Everybody loves a good comeback story. Yeah, and this has both comebacks, right? The comeback of the fight itself, but also the career, right? The because career. a lot of people thought maybe Ponzinibbio's best days were taken away from him because of the You know who didn't think that? Stuff. Yeah. George. 
Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, the the last thing on this uh, during the post fight interview, I asked him, you know, uh, were the leg kicks an issue? And he said, you know, all the medical issues I've had in the last two years, doctors tell me I might never be able to fight again. Do you think I'm worried about some little leg kicks? <laughs> yeah. Money, Fantastic. Dude. Money. Fantastic. Right. Well, uh, before that, we had. Uh, I'm excited Dushko. to see both of them fight again. For sure, for sure. We had a yeah. uh, Dushko Todorovic versus Rodriguez. This fight, uh, it would have been interesting. Interesting to see Todorovic versus uh, Maki Patolo mm. instead of this. After seeing this, I wonder how that fight would have went. Yep. Because Dushko looks um, a lot more hesitant after his last fight. You know, I don't know if you remember Will. After he mm -hmm. fought Soriano, I said I enjoy watching Todorovic Dushko, but his movement, getting away from shots, is straight back. Always, he moves yeah. in a straight line, straight back, and tries to avoid him. So if somebody extends or somebody has a reach, they're still going to be able to catch him. I said that yeah. exact same thing in his last fight against Soriano, and guess what he was doing last night again? Same thing. Same he does do, thing. He does do such a good, and the reason he didn't go down in this fight is because he does. Even when he does get caught doing that, he he rolls with the shots. Uh, the only person I've seen roll with shots better than him is maybe like Robbie Lawler or John Jones. Mm. He rolls with shots so well, so. He, He's getting caught when he's doing that, but at least he is rolling with them well. The problem is if he fights a more unorthodox striker that isn't following just like one, two, three, like the same punches over and over again for every combo, like he's going to zig when he should have zagged and he's going to go into a punch instead of rolling with one. Rodriguez never fully adjusted. And, and the, I'm sorry, it's Rodriguez. He's a Brazilian. Yeah, Rodriguez. Brazilian yeah. fighter. Um, but uh, I, I think both of their stocks went up. Um, I think Dusko after the, I think this fight is uh, is going to be an important one for him because I think he was a little gun shy and didn't want to have the same thing happen to him that happened in his last fight, right? Um, but towards the end of the third, he started finding his path. Unfortunately, it was way too late. But man, him off the clinch, he would clinch up and then he'd start ripping at the body. Yeah. Rodriguez would 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 let go, and then he'd land a couple up top, and then and you could see the intensity was there because he was landing throughout the fight, but like the intensity of his shots weren't there. It's like he wasn't fully committing, you know. Um, Rodriguez fought fan enough. This is a fun fight, honestly. Rodriguez, no, I guess he had recently won a title in LFA, like yeah, a couple like weeks twenty first. Yeah, good for crazy. him. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> you're bisping. He's like. Rodriguez might be in his late twenties, but he looks fifty. <laughs> yeah, like, Damn, dude. <laughs> hey, he said it. He said it. But we're all thinking it, man. Yeah, yeah. When they said that, I was like, "Holy shit, man! We got another <laughs> Yoel Romero over here." Oh, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, somebody like needs to take his first <laughs> <laughs> All right, Try man. Did him. you have anything else on that fight? Uh, no, other than I'm excited to see Rodriguez in a full camp, not a short notice fight because the guy's, uh, very talented, <clears throat> very talented. And Dushko, I think, uh, this was, um, this can be a confidence building loss. I think, you know, I, th I think he probably was a little, uh, unsure of himself going into this fight. Um, and I think hopefully kind of like Cody Garbrandt, um, yeah. against Rob Font. Right? Maybe his chin was, was back or his chin was yeah, back? Yeah, because towards the end of that fight, you could see him 
get like pumped up a little bit and being like, oh, I can take these shots. I can I can fight, you know. I think he was a little bit self-conscious of that. Um, and Dushko might have been too because kind of same thing. Towards the end of the third round, you see him turn it on a little bit, uh, get like that fire because he didn't have the fire, it seemed like, you know. Yeah. Um, but towards the end of the third round, like I said, way too late, but it seems like it came back. So I think this is kind of a encouraging, encouraging win. Yeah. I must have said something that sounded like uh, that Amazon <laughs> word. <laughs> That's hilarious. They're like, no, yeah, uh, Dushko did look like he was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was uh, going to start giving you all the Wikipedia information on uh, Dushko Todorovic, man. Yeah. Coming uh, from Serbia. <laughs> before that, we had yeah. uh, De La Rosa versus Lipsky. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Lipsky so light on her feet. Why are we giving her grapplers? You would know. think the UFC would want to promote her because yeah. she strikes really well. She's, She's got excited. the looks. I mean, clearly, right? Uh, let's get that off the bat. But <laughs> her striking is so good. People were I know people were talking shit about her against the Antonina fight. Uh, yeah. say, dude, I don't care what anybody says. Watching that fight, they must have been it's it seemed there's a bunch of people. I don't necessarily know that they're all incels, right? But when there's an attractive fighter, there's a lot of people who just actively want them to be bad. They only Why? want them. Yeah, it's like, they, like you can't be both. A lot of people feel like you can't be both. And I don't understand it because, dude, she was piecing Antonina up. I thought her striking looked so good in that fight. Unfortunately, her big glaring weakness is her grappling. Um, so I don't know why we're giving her her grapplers especially yeah. aggressive grapplers like i i know you don't the ufc it's not up to the ufc to give her any favors right but like i want to see good fights and this yeah, was a good it, fight this was a good but, fight i'm not gonna say but that, also but. if you're the ufc you're also in the business of making money yeah and you know why money. not build up the star so she can make extra money for the company look will we're all part owners here yeah, we're all part you know of I mean, it. I'm looking hey, for a return. And here's the thing. Um, what's my ROI? What's my return on investment? That's here's what the I thing, want to know. We started off $24, right? Yeah. We bought in at $24. Yeah. It's, it jumped up. It was like $34. Right now it's $29. You know why? Because they're giving Lipsky, Lipsky a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why. We have the answer. Somebody listen. God. Yeah. But, uh, you know, <laughs> with that, <laughs> after the takedowns, it was just it was game over, man. But it did look like she had improved off of her last fight, Lipsky at least. Off her back was more active. I mean, look, this house. is yeah. this is Lipsky pondering life right there. And yeah. right there, she's asking herself, Did I grapple enough leading up to this fight? Like, did yeah, I you know, train enough? And also before anybody freaks out about that picture, that's her own hand. I know a lot of people saw that photo and were like Bro, these eye pokes are fucking ridiculous. That's her, she's, wiping, she's wiping blood out of her eyes. Still gnarly, yeah. but let's not fucking witch hunt De La Rosa on it. But <laughs> uh, also, uh, she looked more active off her back. And like you said, did I grapple enough? What's funny is the, or not funny, maybe ironic, I don't know. But going into this fight, I saw an interview with her that she was like, yeah, moving to, a, I moved here for this fight. We've been training at America Top Team for so long for this fight that we're working on my wrestling so much to the point where I'm not going to go out there and wrestle a whole bunch. 
but I've gotten my grappling up to a point where I'm not afraid to strike. Mm. And I was like, that's not something that I want to hear because mm. I bet it's not up to that point. Like you should still probably be aware that a takedown's coming. Do you think she's trying uh, to convince herself? I think she I think she did convince herself. And I think that was that's a part of why she lost this fight. Because she was throwing like there was no threat of a takedown. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Next time, we'll uh, we'll we'll put a warning out before we uh, put a picture up like that. Yeah. Uh, in the words of uh, of Richard Casual, looks like the damn Exorcist. So <laughs> just wait till we pull up the Latifi photo. <laughs> oh man. Because that one looks like uh, that one actually looks like it's from the Exorcist. Well, that's a perfect lead-in because we had Latifi versus Bozer. Yeah. I I love Bozer's movement, man. He just yeah. moves like a light heavyweight, maybe he really even does. like a middleweight. Yeah, he really does. He's so quick. He's strong. I, I think that he has one of those perfect builds to be able to do damage in the heavyweight division, very much like yeah. a, a Cain Velasquez, where he's not like a a, a giant intimidating heavyweight like uh, Ngannou, but he, he's got that quickness. He's mm -hmm. got the the cardio, you know, uh, so I, I love watching Bozer fight. Yeah, me too. Latifi uh, doesn't look like a heavyweight. Like he should be a heavyweight at least. Yeah. Um, I saw something interesting about this one. Uh, Latifi uh, now has 30 minutes of UFC fight time at heavyweight. Oh, there it That's is. That's the one. That's the one. That's not his pupil. <laughs> Ugh. Also, not, not from an eye poke. I think this one was from a punch. Yeah. Um, right? Punches yeah. him. Thumb knuckle, still gnarly. Eye. Still gnarly, obviously, but uh, I'm glad the ref didn't give him time on this one. And um, props to Latifi for surviving that barrage because holy shit, Bozer went off on him after that. Uh, but Latifi, 30 minutes of UFC fight time at heavyweight now. Uh, in 30 minutes at heavyweight, he has landed 15 significant strikes. Uh... 15 in 30 minutes. Wow. Not the best. <laughs> wow. Not the best. Um, so, wow. What <laughs> What did you think about this, uh, this score, the scoring on this one? I had Bozer winning. I had Latifi winning. Did you really? Which ones? Which rounds? Uh, one and three. I know the commentary okay. was very much a sure thing that Bozer was winning. I, I went back and rewatched the first round. Yeah. Because going into the third... I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, Bozer won rounds one and two. We're good. I, I actually think this should, realistically, I think this should have been draw? a draw. Yeah, but um, regardless, uh, if we're scoring who won, I think Latifi won two rounds in this fight. Um, I rewatched the first round. I mean, Bozer was winning the striking, not by much because there wasn't much going on there it's feeling out process of a heavyweight fight you know uh but i think it was like two minutes or something like that of um control time for um latifi so close to half the round was controlled solely by latifi right no damage or anything like that um but if you look at like the scoring criteria right damage is number one control is below damage as far as what you're supposed to prioritize scoring but if there is no damage control becomes the next thing to prioritize. 
Um, mm. So the fact that I feel like there wasn't really much damage from Bozer or Latifi, really, I think it ends up coming down to control. And I feel like that was Latifi. Um, I, I wouldn't be mad either way. I don't think it was a robbery. I think it should have been a 10-9 round for Latifi in the first, a 10-8 round for Bozer in the second, and a 10-9 round for Latifi in the third. Uh, should have been a draw. What uh, weight class do you think Latifi should really be fighting at? Light heavyweight. Light heavyweight. Yeah, I think he should be a light heavyweight, especially right now. Yeah. Man, if Latifi was still at light heavyweight, dude's a murderer. I think at heavyweight, he's too big. I think he's it's too big for his frame. I don't think he can. Uh, it's like when Connor first went to welterweight, right? Technically. I mean, he fought uh, a lightweight at welterweight. Yeah, and, and I mean they both fought. They basically did a lightweight fight with no weight cut. But especially yeah. that first, the first one, uh, he did bulk up significantly, and I think it's too big for his frame. You don't want to be mm. too big for your frame. I think um, you got to find that sweet spot. Uh, and I think Latifi, it might be hard to get down to light heavyweight. I don't really know what what changed his mind. Might have just been this. He wasn't having the most success at light heavyweight. Um, but he's not. I don't. I don't think he's having real success at heavyweight either. He might have won this fight, yeah. but I mean, he got fucked up in this fight. If this was if this was scored uh, as a fight and not round by round, he lost his fight. Mm. You know what I mean? He got fucked yep. up. I feel you. I feel you. All right. Well, but, I don't have much else on that fight. Yeah, I mean, it, what, what did irritate me, and maybe it's like how many times do you have to learn the same lesson but for bozer it seemed like he also thought he won the first round uh and was okay with being on his back for the whole third round ah yeah um and what's funny is in in the pre-fights he's saying he was interviewing saying that he learned from the arlovsky fight because he said he thought he was up and kind of coasted a little bit and ended up losing the fight here we are doing the same thing yeah you know, He'll talk know. about this fight too in his next po- uh, pre-fight interview. Yeah, you know what I really learned about the Arlovsky fight and the Latifi fight <laughs> is that I thought I was up and I coasted. So I, I, that's a that's a mental thing that he needs to fix. Um, yeah, maybe more so than his uh, his ground game. And maybe the corner too. Yeah, maybe who, who, a little where, reminder. Where's he, he training? Uh, honestly, I'm not too sure. But maybe he's fighting out of Canada. It says here. Yeah, that's, Alberta. Uh, yeah, affiliation and they yeah i don't know but uh yeah maybe the corner reminding him hey don't forget against orlowski you cruise to the third round how that end up yeah you know just avoid the takedown if you get taken down you gotta get back up sense of urgency yeah sense of urgency yeah. man like you just can't i don't know how people still don't and i'm not blaming bozer on this because i'm not a fucking fighter i don't know how, how much presence of mind you can even have in those situations right but um when the judges are the judges that we have, like you can't take one round off. You yeah. just cannot do it because, I mean, how many He's times somebody we... that would really benefit from open scoring. <laughs> yeah. If anybody can benefit from it, yeah, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We had a uh, Trinaldo versus Solikov before that. Yeah. This is a fucking awesome fight. This was fight of the night for me up until the Baeza <laughs> fight, but yep. This was a cool fight, man. I, I like both these guys a lot. Trinaldo just refuses to age. I don't know what the hell's going I mean, on over there. He looks like he's 60. Uh, but Not his body. <laughs> probably the most explosive 60-year-old I've ever seen. It's like from here up, 
60. From here down, a good like 30. <laughs> in his prime. He's fucking in his jacked. prime from there down. He is. <laughs> He's super jacked, man. It's all those uh, Brazilian supplements. Those acai dude. bowls. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but dude, Salikov is just so much more efficient with his strikes. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of always been his thing, right? He's mm-hmm. he's very much like no waste of energy, picks his moments, throws his big shit like when he needs to. Look at that um, spinny kick right there. Learn that from Joe Rogan. Learn that from Joe Rogan himself. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he's so talented. Um, I think the like the next piece for him to really mm-hmm. put it all together is maybe a little just a bit more output. He's been a, he he picks his moments maybe a little bit too much um, going forward in his career, but um, because I mean we talk about Trinado being old as dirt, but Salikov also is is not the youngest guy in the world. Uh, so I mean I feel like he needs to put it together, right? Yep. Um, remember when I was like remind me to go off on UFC doctors? Yeah, here we go. All right. I mean, it, this is where the eye poke started, right? Well, technically, oh, is where oh, the look eye at pokes, that. Yeah, look at that, Rich. Right on it, dude. I know. Right on cue. God damn. Fantastic. But it's technically where the eye pokes ended, right? But uh, for us talking about it, it's where they start. But I get the. I, I'm I, I'm tired of guys getting eye pokes and the doctors. Whoa, hello. Uh, tired of doctors. <laughs> going in there and the first thing they say can you see yeah because if it, if they say no <laughs> they the just over. got poked in the eye like yeah. just I a couple seconds shit. ago dude if something grazes my eye i can't see shit i'm like fuck this i hate getting poked in the eye you know what i mean so like give them a fucking break for a sec they get five minutes for groin strikes i know a lot of people all of a sudden the, the take that everybody has online is you only get five minutes for groin strikes eye pokes you don't get five minutes it's fucking horseshit. The fighter doesn't get five minutes, but the doctor gets five minutes to decide. So why the fuck are we in a rush? You don't have to decide in one minute. The fight technically, I get it. The fighter doesn't get five minutes to recover. Yeah. But it's up to the doctor. The doctor gets five minutes to decide. Anybody with any common sense knows if you just got poked in the eye, you can't see. You don't. You for, you can't even open your eye. So maybe let's fucking wait. Use up my own five minutes. The fighter doesn't get it, but I do. So let's just fucking wait. Maybe bring in like an ice pack or something. Put it over his eye. Like, yeah. Because do, do we want to call the fight? Is that the goal? Because if that's the goal, then we're good. We can keep doing it. Spend some time it. wiping that sucker down. You know what I mean? Dude, like, it, it seriously seems like the, the goal is to call the fight. They go in there being like, fuck, man. I just wanted to be here to watch some fights. Let's just get this shit over with real quick so, we, so I can watch the next fight. That's what it seems like the doctors are doing. Because yeah, and, like there's and, 14 fights on this car. Let's speed it up. Yeah, and and all it does is is can it, it encourages fighters to to lie uh, and potentially fight injured because they know as soon as they say I can't see, you can't say oh I can't see right now. Give me a minute. You can't say that because as soon as you say I can't see, they call the fight. So it's either I lie and say because you don't want to go down like that, right? So you lie and say yeah I can see even though you can't. And Which the I fight think happens in this case. And the fight starts, and you you eat a big left hand because you can't see out of the fucking eye because yep. you're still recovering. Yep. Like, what the fuck are we doing, The dude? aftermath. The aftermath of that. It was bad. 
the eye poke followed by that big left hand, mm-hmm. uh, that could have ended the fight. Yeah, 100%. He couldn't see it. Yep. And, you and know, Ronaldo did everything he could yeah. to attack his right side. And that's, and that's what you do, you know? Uh, and if, if there's anything we've learned, fuck, man. Yeah, that was just because of the eye poke. He wasn't – that wasn't swollen before the eye poke. I mean, the swelling is from the punch, but the punch it, it happened from because the of the hand. eye poke. Yeah. yeah, but, like, yeah, that's what I mean, right? But that shit pisses me off, man. And uh, that needs to change because because all it's doing right now is encouraging fighters to lie and fight injured while they can't see instead of actually giving – they get five fucking minutes. The only time I've seen it go five minutes is – when Jeremy Stevens fought Yair Rodriguez and he got eye poked in like the first exchange of the fight, and it was a, it was the main event, and you like, know okay, we the can producers the producers are like do not call yet, do not call yet, do everything you can to get this fight to continue, and they got five minutes. There needs to be a standard there. Uh, I get. Hey, uh, maybe, did DC get five minutes too? Not the full. I don't think. No. I don't I think the full remember. five minutes. Um, but I get it. The rule says the fighter does not get five minutes to continue or to, to recover, but the doctor gets five minutes to decide. So I don't understand why the doctors are in such a rush. It, it makes no sense to me. It's common sense. You can't see after you just got poked. So what the yep. fuck are they doing going in there? And, and Salikov did the best. He, he pulled the best strategy uh, in this situation is to, to accentuate the language barrier and pretend like you don't know what he's asking you. <laughs> because then they have to ask maybe three times and yeah. now you get some time because if they, if you understand it and they ask you have to say yes yep you know yep i mean if you're a fighter though wouldn't you be able to say like give me a minute dude i i think i mean you can but it I, it seems like anything you say other than yes makes them think it's too they it, it like they're like oh it's too bad we can't do it like, yeah, it seems because like I did hear him. I heard Solikov say it's dark. Did he? Yeah, when he asked him, he's like, "Can you see?" He goes, "It's dark." And he's like, yeah. "No, but can you see?" He's like, "Dude, he just fucking told you it's dark." And then he's like, "Huh?" Like that. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what do you mean? Can you see? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also pulled the, the the best move is after they agreed, like, "Yeah, it's going to continue," because clearly he couldn't see still. Yeah. And he's like, can I just wipe it really quick? And then they're like, huh? And then yeah. they like have to cut that little confusion gives him a little bit more time. They wipe it, probably made it worse because he, they didn't give him the rag to do it. Some other dudes just pushing on his eye with a rag probably made it worse. But uh, he should have been I, like, can you wipe it again? <laughs> yeah. walked out, you know, just buy him more time. He like a wet wipe <laughs> instead, of this dry, instead of this dry, scratchy rag. Oh, shit. All right. Well, the fight before that, we had Amir Khani versus Kirk. Yeah, dude. In certain angles, Kirk was looking like a like a young Mike Perry. <laughs> yeah, like Didn't just he? visually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, this guy kind of looks like a Kirk is like the the Mike Perry that like took the Look career seriously. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't fight glass doors and stuff <laughs> yeah. or windows or people in bars. <laughs> but that's what we love about Mike Perry. But yeah. hey. Uh, Kirk, I thought he did a pretty good job uh, when he was on his back, threatening off his back too. I thought he did a fantastic job. He, he. This uh, is his uh, debut, right? I think so. Yeah, and yeah. I think short notice, right? He filled in for um, Landwehr, Nate Landwehr. But uh, he had that that triangle. He switched to the armbar 
but him maintaining the triangle lock with his legs stopped him from being able to actually commit fully to the long arm bar and get the most leverage that he could have. He, he probably could have, in hindsight, right, switched from the, the triangle leg position to, to just the standard arm bar. Mm-hmm. But he might have felt something that, that, that told him, like, if I let go of this, I'm losing the arm bar. So let's just try it. Um, but, man, he looked impressive. He did. Very impressive. So I'm looking right now. Tricky. Yeah, He's it was his. Uh, it was his debut. Uh, mm-hmm. He last fought on uh, May 14th in LFA, and it says, uh, "Win reason for win retirement." I want. So he beat someone so bad that that they retired. I mean, <laughs> usually that that's mean, what that like, means. Yeah, but does that mean that they're like in the middle of it, and he's like, "Hey, dude, you know what? Like, I'm good." That, that yeah, over. probably. You know, because it says uh, round two, five minutes. So probably the end of the second round. He just didn't want to come back rounds. down the third round. Maybe it was like, hey, you know what? I'll retire. Yeah. I'm good. How, uh, his last loss was uh, to Billy the Kid on the Contender Series. Ooh, Billy Quarantillo. Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, but, I mean, uh, really impressed with this guy. Yeah, he's scrappy, man. And uh, Amir Khan is a tough man. I, I, I was so high on Amir Khani and it, he has the talent, man. It's just like there's something there. He needs to put it together. I'm not sure what it is, but um, I was rooting for him in this one. Yeah. I, I don't have much else to say about this fight. No. Now, we were talking about eye pokes. We have uh, Alan Patrick versus Mason Jones. Yeah. This is really where it started in the night, right? This is where it started in the night. And once again... An eye poke where the doctor comes in. Can you see? The guy's like clearly like in physical, like visible pain, holding his eye closed. Can you see? <laughs> like obviously no. Yeah, obviously no. Let's give but, us some uh, time. Uh, Alon Patrick versus Mason Jones. I dude, Mason Jones was looking good. Very good. He was looking really good up until that point. I, I thought he was winning the fight up until that point. Well, yeah, you know, dude, and, fucking uh, him up. <laughs> he, he was. He was. He was throwing. Dude, his ground and pound. I don't know how Patrick was still conscious he ate some big shots big shots which i think when i I, there we go there's uh alan (laughs) patrick versus uh mason jones uh but yeah if you're you're eating that elbow right you're eating some big shots Mm -hmm. you get poked in the eye now i'm not saying this is what happened i'm not i'm just saying Hypothetically speaking, he knows he's losing the fight. Things aren't going his way. He doesn't see a way to come back from this and win himself. Not would with you the take right a no eye. contest? <laughs> <laughs> would you take a no contest or would you take an L? Yeah, I mean, he did. I mean, that's what you do in that situation, man. If I got, if I'm getting fucked up, like he was getting fucked up, dude. It was very was. close to being finished a couple times. And you get eye poked, that's your ticket right there. I mean, listen, man. <laughs> You fucking fouled me. That's not on me. And then he poked his own eye. And then he poked his own eye. Maybe he was like, if I He's just like, get in it, there. Look at it. It's extra mushy now. Look at this because of that <laughs> yeah. eye poke, you know? <laughs> like a poor, poor Patrick. Dude. But yeah, I, 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 I mean, he did. He did use it as a way out. And I don't fault him for it whatsoever. I don't think that's a bad thing. Because, um, I mean, like I said, he was getting fucked up. Uh, I do think this one was fully unintentional. And I saw people saying, like, you, you can't reach out with your hand like that, uh, like this. Is he trying to measure but, distance? No, he, he had his hand on his shoulder. 
and uh, and, and uh, it was like this, and it slipped off. Like he was holding him, and it that's slipped like when forward. I up kicked you. Yeah, exactly. When we we're rolling, exactly. and I had you in the spider guard, and it slipped off your elbow straight into your eye socket. Exactly. Exactly. Same thing. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> completely unintentional. Yeah. I remember the next week, everybody was like, dude, what happened? And you're like, Romero kicked me in the face. <laughs> now, customers would ask me, like, <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, yeah, my manager kicked me in the eye. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Long story. Yeah. Took too long of a lunch. <laughs> my manager kicked me in the face. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. But, uh, but, but, um, I, I, I don't, listen, things happen, right? Fouls happen. Uh, I don't think this was the case of of John Jones style pawing with your hand out like that. I think he did grab him and it slipped forward and caught him in the eye, fully unintentional. Um, Patrick used it as a way out. I'm not mad at that though. That's, I mean, that's what you fucking do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he doesn't uh, have an L on his record after that one. Yeah, but or a fourth one at least. But very excited to see Mason Jones in his next fight because yep. he looks really good. He did before that. Fioro versus Richie. Richie? Richie. Mm-hmm. Richie. Richie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, dude, hey, props to Richie because she took this uh, last-minute fight, went up a weight class. And it showed. <laughs> for UFC debut. Oh, yeah. It was she very evident. I mean, look very at Very un- undersized. Look at the, the stare down. Yeah. You, you could see a huge difference there. The reach for uh, Fero was, yeah. I mean, it was just too much for Ricci. And she knows how to and, use it. But I was going to say, but she did a very good job maintaining her distance. With that right hand. Striking. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Yeah. Uh, but props to Ricci, again, because she was very aggressive. She she wasn't just laying down, you know what I mean? And, no, no, no. She landed some good leg kicks, too. Uh, and, and, and that's what you do when someone's jabbing you up like that. You have to do something to that lead leg, you know? Look at uh, that. See? Aggression. She threw back. She threw back. Uh, but Firo is um, the female Wonder Boy, you know? That's what everybody calls her. Oh, yeah? Uh, one of the first exciting fighters in this division to to show up. Yep. As far like as, like, it. new, like, potential for the division, something, this is her. You know, this is the potential. Climbed a 7-1 and one after that one. And yeah. uh, Richie dropped a five and one. That was her first loss. Aw. And she went up a weight class. But you know what? Again, UFC comes knocking. What, what are you going to say? Yeah. Hey, also you know what? I'm just going to wait. LFA fight. Yep. Let's get our boy Landry this, Ward. LFA is like LFA. The, the, you know, triple A, dude. Yeah, it's like the minor leagues for the UFC. It's the really minor is. leagues for the UFC, yeah. They have a Landry, the lone, Huh? They have a partnership, right? The Do UFC they? And LFA? I think I think so. I don't know what it is, but there's some I mean, kind it of makes sense. there. It would make sense. But yeah, LSK, Landry, the Lone Star Kid Ward. Yeah. You know, when's his next fight? I know. Where you Come at, on, dude? Let's get it going. Let's get it going. We want to watch you fight again, LSK. All right. Before that, Sean Woodson versus Yusuf Salal. Yeah. Man, Sean Woodson, just all legs. Uh, <laughs> dude, in, in certain ways... Because all I know is if, uh, let's say I ordered some some chicken God, wings damn. and they came with that much bone, not that much meat, <laughs> I'd send that shit back. Because yeah. my man is all upper body. Uh, he, has he, all up? uh, no, he has long legs. He has long legs. I think he's all all limbs. Because his torso is real <laughs> look at, small. Look at those I mean, legs. 
I mean, come on, bro. John John Jones looks like a world class bodybuilder next to this guy's legs. Yeah. Uh, Look at that. But that's part of why he's so fucking dangerous. You know. True. It's. Drop. I mean, he's all length. You know, it's 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 leg reach and it's arm reach. You know. Uh, I was just waiting for him to be able to sink a Darson with those long ass arms. You know, a couple times that uh, uh, because the law was trying to put him up against the cage and trying to take away that reach advantage. Yeah, there was a few times where he went in with his head uh, low for that single, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, here we go. Is, is he gonna uh, is gonna go ahead and sink that in? You know?" And then, uh, <laughs> yes, a Richard Casual Dawson from the Street Fighter absolutely looks like that guy. <laughs> absolutely, look at that arm reach there. <laughs> I mean, dude, he. I would love to see uh, Woodson go to like uh, like Tiger Muay Thai or something like that, because mm-hmm. dude, if he started mixing in knees and elbows more, he does he does. But if he really like fine tune that part of his game, that guy's fucking dangerous. He could be so sure. dangerous. Uh, he's got so much talent, man. I think they're saying that he's the tallest featherweight on the roster, if I remember correctly. Does not surprise me. <laughs> But you know what uh, I, I don't trust is the UFC's uh, any of the UFC measurements <laughs> because mm. they had uh, Rosenstrick listed as like like two inches taller than Sakai, and then they do their face off. Sakai yeah. is like four inches taller Dude, than them. They have Henry, Henry Cejudo at five three. There's no way that's yeah, accurate. when the guy's clearly two feet tall. <laughs> hey, congrats to Henry Cejudo by the way. Uh, baby on the way now. He's engaged. Okay. The next chapter in the Cejudo life, you know, he's a triple C over there, but a champion in life as well now, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Shout out for the intro. Shout out for the intro, yeah, for real. Uh, <laughs> first fight, though, this was a long night of fights. Yeah. It was long very long. Fights. Yeah. Uh, Claudio Puelas versus Jordan Levitt. Jordan Gordon-Levitt comes to a slowdown and just disappears <laughs> yeah and i say that with Dude, all due respect again uh a lot of things remind me of when we used to roll will and <laughs> this one reminded me of a time that i went in with an injured back and i was like dude we're just gonna have to flow grapple oh yeah uh-huh you know what i mean and, and this very much reminded me of a gentleman's agreement that we will try to kill each other, but let's do it in a slower, more organized fashion. Yeah, it was, not to uh, risk any further injury. Dude, the slowest grappling I've ever seen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Flow grappling, I mean, dude. Obviously, it's because of like tough positions, but uh, man, Levitt just looked like he just wasn't. Uh, he just like wasn't. There was zero intensity from him, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, not much on this fight. Yeah, it, I mean, it just is hey, a shame. Zero because... control time? Rounds two and three for Levitt. Zero control time. Really? Really. Zero. Huh. Not not one minute. Not one second of control time. Interesting. Uh, I probably won't go back and rewatch it. I kind of felt bad telling you because you, you missed the first couple fights of the night. And you're yeah. like, you have to go back. And I was like, and well, I kind of want to talk about them. I was like, I kind of want to talk about all of them. So you should probably watch them all. But yeah. then I was like, I felt kind of bad saying that because I didn't have to like, watch some of them. I was like, what I do to Will? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, your legs slipped off and uh, kicked me in the eye one so time. So Richie Casual coming through with some information. 
They had uh, Rosenstruck at 6'4", Sakai at 6'3". Yeah, uh, Rich, can you uh, click that link and somehow get that on the screen? I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I could tell you that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, it's not accurate. I'm not going to measure it myself. I'm not going to measure it myself, but I, yeah, it doesn't look like it's accurate. No, it's, um, I think, uh, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to tell me the guy on the left is 6'4 and the guy on the right is 6'3? Come on, UFC. <laughs> what are that's, you doing? <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> that's it. Oh, uh, so, so even yeah. if it was the other way around, even if they were to tell us a guy 6'4 and Rosenstruck 6'3, Dude, maybe maybe six feet. Maybe Sakai's in heels. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they Dude, have but... uh, Jarzinho standing in a hole. <laughs> uh, is that Sean Shelby in the background? How tall is Sean Shelby? Yeah, I don't know. We're going to fucking do some math real quick. And... Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's not a Wikipedia page with like tail of the tape with Sean Shelby on there. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably won't find that. No. But, I mean, overall... It was a fun card. I enjoyed it. Was. It. it was. It was a ah. Did forget to mention this. The uh pride outfits that the fighters had an option to wear. Thought yep. that was pretty cool. Uh not all the fighters uh toss them on, but you know, I just thought, hey, it's something cool of the, the UFC to do. It's yeah, I like it just I mean, obviously for a ton of reasons, but also anything to let fighters like express themselves please like dude the shorts are much better now right they can choose colors all this stuff the shorts are much better but dude mma is such like a self-expression thing um like let the fighters showcase their characters <laughs> there might have been some <laughs> there might have been some confusion so i send the pictures to rich and i put down pride photo and uh, oh, i think pride, he, this one's he pride thought, here like, at the top <laughs> <laughs> I think he meant maybe like uh, Pride, like the old fighting uh, yeah. organization. So no, my bad, Rich. I meant like uh, like as in Pride Month, Rich a casual. I apologize. <laughs> I probably should have been more specific in the <laughs> the notes there. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well, uh, fun night of fights overall. Uh, like I said, I, I feel like we got to learn some things about some of the folks that still have some question marks next to them. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a Levitt with the uh, hype train slowing down a little bit, like the Miguel Baeza, how would he mm -hmm. handle adversity? Yeah. You know, so th there's a lot of uh, a lot of things that we, we had answered. Yeah. Hey, so, Coleslaw, look at that comment coming in. Oh, my man, Coleslaw. Appreciate it. I what actually have one for you. I have one for you. Hey, Cole Slice, I sent that out. When, when did I send it out, Will? Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I've had his since I've had mine. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> Listen, man, right. every, everybody's allowed to procrastinate. Always appreciate the love, though. Always appreciate the love. Yeah. Uh, time for Will's wisdom, though. Ooh. Will's wisdom. So, recently we had uh, your boy, Paulo Costa. Seems like he just pulled out of the fight that he had scheduled coming up. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts, sir? Um, he he's saying that he was supposed to woo. He was saying that uh, he needs to be paid more, right? He was supposed to fight um, Cannoneer, Jared Cannoneer, right? In the main event, uh, he's saying that he doesn't know why the UFC ever even 
uh, announced that fight because they were still in negotiation. They never actually signed anything. Um, so I'm on his side with that. I feel like that's fucked up by the UFC. It just puts unnecessary pressure on somebody. Um, I think that's a kind of a, a shitty business tactic uh, to announce a fight before it's fully agreed upon um, because it almost forces their hand because if you pull out, uh, people are going to be like, oh, you scared to fight him? Like, oh, you pulled out of the fight, even though the fight never even existed technically. Um, so I think that's kind of a shady practice by the UFC that I don't like. Um, he's saying that he needs to be paid more. Uh, he mentions the Paul brothers in boxing. It just came out that Logan, well, tonight, Logan's fighting Floyd. Uh, and I think he's getting paid like 20, 25 mil for that fight. Um, and that came out like two or so hours before Paulo Costa announced that he's not going to fight uh, Cannoneer. Uh, and he mentioned he's got these like there's YouTubers out here showing that we need to be getting paid way more. Uh, and I agree with him on that. You know, um, I don't know what it's going to do for his career going forward, but uh, he's got a valid point. You know, if, if I was going in there to fight Jared Cannonier, I would want a good chunk of change. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. And uh, just a quick note here. We had a uh, Richie casual when we we're talking about the, uh, the option for fighters to wear the, uh, Pride Month outfit. Story of the fight is accepting of all people, no matter who you love. Hey, we're all about inclusion and diversity here. Yeah. Right. And that's us. one of the things that makes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> but that's one of the things that makes, I feel like, uh, mixed martial arts one of the best sports in the world. Yeah. Is that For you everybody. have people from all kinds of backgrounds, religions, mm -hmm. race, doesn't matter your gender preference. Like, there's so many people that are within mixed martial arts that do big things within the sport. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not at this level, not at, you, you know, the UFC level, it's not in the professional boxing level. You see yeah. so many people that just, you know, gravitate towards mixed martial arts once they get going because it builds the self-esteem and, mm -hmm. you know, it's just a, 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 one of the best communities I've ever had the pleasure of being a part of. Yeah. It's the best and the worst, right? Fortunately, the, the best really outweighs the worst. You know, we talk shit about a lot of like UFC fans, right? And like their shitty takes and their disrespect. The Reddit voices. Like that. Yeah, but th th that's a, a very loud minority, you know? For sure. For sure. Thank you for calling that out, Richie Casual. Um, yeah. Next question. Logan Paul versus Mayweather. Are you oh, going to be... Real quick though, um, about the Policosa thing. Um, the problem with this uh, is... You have a fighter, and this happens over and over and over again, and it's fighters shooting themselves in the feet with fighter pay, is one fighter pulls out or declines a fight because they want to get paid more. Paulo Costa, John Jones, right? The two most recent. They're saying, I'm not going to fight them until you fucking pay me enough to fight that person. Uh, and I understand that. They pull out. Then you see um, Derek Lewis say, oh, John Jones isn't going to fight him? I'll take that fight. And then you have Kelvin Gastelum. Oh, I'll take that fight. Um, and then fighter pay never gets dressed because the issue gets dropped. They don't have to deal with the Paulo Costa issue anymore because they got the fight. It's all good. Yep. Uh, and and it's, it's part of why there's never going to be like the fighter union, right? Um, Paulo Acosta. <laughs> but, he was uh, trying to cost yeah, Dana too White. much for the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's, yeah. that's why, right? Because a fighter pulls out for, for not getting paid enough. 
a fighter steps in to take the fight while being underpaid. Uh, and the issue perpetuates. For sure. For sure. Uh, which was leading me into, again, the pay. Logan Paul versus Mayweather. Mm -hmm. Are you going to be watching this fight? What are your thoughts on it? Um, uh, I'm all for it. I think it's good for boxing. Um, there's all these boxing purists that think it's bad for boxing um, while they're ignoring uh, the actual issues with boxing. Um, I think it's fantastic. It's, it's a full positive for boxing. I think it's the best thing to happen to boxing in the past 15 years, probably. Um, I, I think, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it live. I got plans later on. I don't know when I'm going to mm. get back home, uh, but I'm definitely going to watch it. Will is tuning in. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Logan Paul versus Ma Weather. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, all right. Which brings me to the next one. Jake Paul versus Woodley. And I don't know if you saw, but Tyne Woodley or uh, Floyd yesterday in an interview uh, invited Tyron to go train with him uh, for mm -hmm. that fight. And Tyron said, cool, never going to turn that down ever. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best opportunities that any fighter can ever have. Uh, and we go back to the pay, right? Uh, Woodley yeah, said that more... this is going to be his biggest purse of his career. Of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, and it should be, I think. Uh, I think every time you fight, uh, unless you're, I don't know, I think most of the times you should be paid more like each fight. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a glaring, it's a big look into some of the issues with combat sports right now, uh, boxing and MMA. Uh, fighter pay with MMA and... Um, just the absolute shit show that is boxing promoting in uh, boxing. Mm -hmm. the, probably the two biggest issues with both sports, you know. Uh, and it's kind of just bringing that out to the light, this, the whole Paul Brothers thing. And I, like I said, I think it's a good thing. Next question. We have... <laughs> Nick's coming back, bro. He looks fucking shredded. He that looks super shredded. He's in the it, gym shredded. And well, you know I love the Diaz brothers. Yeah. I know you love the Diaz brothers. Yeah, yeah. This is a tough matchup. Tough matchup. For Nate or Nick? For Nate. Oh, yeah, Nate. Yeah. Right? Yeah, uh, the Leon Edwards fight, probably not yep. going to get it done. Probably but... not. And if you're Nick, who does Nick face? We've talked about this before. Jorge. Ooh. Oh, either Jorge or, or Robbie Lawler. If, uh, if you're Jorge... You take that fight and ride off into the sunset no matter what. Sell your yep. fucking tequila. Sell whatever it is that you're going to sell. Yep. Right? Continue doing the street Jesus thing. Yeah. And if you're Nick, it's, it's a very winnable fight. Yep. If you want to continue going in the UFC, this is uh, you're, you're beating one of the more popular fighters. So any Nick. casuals that hadn't seen Nick before, now take we notice immediately. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Will says, Dia's looking ripped. Yes. <laughs> Hey, in more ways than one, you know? <laughs> oh, it's very true. I like how you did that double entendre there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Woodley's mom. Next thing. Nicest lady in the history of the UFC? Yeah, I saw Darren Till posted, like, we need to get her into the Hall of Fame, the UFC Hall of Fame. I think uh, I think Woodley's a fantastic person, it seems like, at least, from what's made public, right? We don't really know. But uh, it doesn't surprise me because his mother is, like, 
dude, like we've talked about it before when She's a Usman, saint. when Usman beat him and they're behind the behind the scenes backstage uh moment that they they shared after Usman, not not Woodley. Usman with Woodley's mother, like dude, that just shows you she, what a great <laughs> comparison <contrast>. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean just fantastic person the, i had never seen the footage of willie's mom and uh darren till after darren yeah, till had lost one too. yeah and that's a really good one you know she gives him a big hug and says it's not a setback it's a it's a setup for your yeah. success mm-hmm. and i just thought man what a nice lady and then on Dude, top and of that it's such a moment where you're so vulnerable as a fighter that's got to be like dude like you hear that you know what yeah. I yeah mean? like God and you know damn. it's stuck with darren till because if oh, there's yeah. ever a shit talker yeah. in the UFC that's really good at it too, it's mm-hmm. your boy Darren Till. Yeah. And he has nothing but the nicest things to say yeah. about Miss Woodley. <laughs> so uh next thing and last, Helwani Nomas with ESPN. Yeah, this happened 15 minutes ago, or well, an hour and 45 minutes ago, but 15 minutes before we started. Um, so I mean, if you're a fan of uh, DC and Helwani. You can just stop looking there and come here, you know. Love it. Like, he said he's got big future pr- plans. You know? Is he planning on coming on? Before the fight? <laughs> yeah, he should. <laughs> I t- like I said, I, t- I told you, I told DC, if you ever want to leave that bum, you can hop on a Gilroy <laughs> show. The casual. <laughs> <laughs> we sent a message to ESPN. Yeah. Hey, you need oh, to get rid man. of Hawani. That's hilarious. But that's all I got this week. Will, do you have anything else? Uh, for this week, no. Uh, Thursday, uh, June 10th, Clarissa Shields is having her uh, her fight, her debut. So that's going to be interesting. Anthony Pettis fighting again. Uh, Oof, Marcin that seems Held. like it's really soon, too. It is. Uh, Marcin Held versus uh, Olivier Aubin Mercier. Great One fight. Of the better names as well. Yeah, great fight. Uh, and then we got um, Bellator on Friday. We got... PFL on Thursday, Clarissa Shields making a debut, Pettis headlining, Bellator on Friday, Douglas Lima, uh, Paul Daly, Aaron Pico. Um, that's for, for Bellator, that's stacked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Newell versus Bobby King on the undercard. Holy shit, Nick Newell doing the damn thing. He's a dude with the arm, right? He's got an arm. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's one arm is here, cut off yeah. here, basically. Um, and then... UFC 263 on Saturday. Fucking Izzy versus Vittori. Figgy versus Moreno. Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill. Maya versus Bahal Muhammad. Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. Come on, dude. Hakeem Dawadu versus Evloev. Frank Camacho, our boys back. Drew Dober versus Frank Brad Liddell. Dude. Eric Anders versus Darren the Dentist Stewart. Chase so, Cooper versus Steven Peterson. Crazy card. I, I believe, is this going to be Frank's first fight? Since he was on Story of the Fight? Correct. Shout I out mean, Frank Camacho, one of the nicest dudes to talk to. What a great guy. One of the nicest human beings. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's all we got this week? Yeah, thanks. First uh, week live? First week live. Went pretty well. I feel like it did. Crash thanks, it right for coming through with some uh, comments. Greatly appreciate it. And Definitely. again, a- anybody that is... Uh, either first tuning in to us or hasn't subscribed yet, do us a favor, subscribe, hit that little notification button, and uh, hopefully we get to uh, interact with everybody either through Facebook, uh, Instagram, the Twitter, 
you name it. Yeah. Uh, Rich, did you catch any of the fights? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, that's another week. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Story oh. of the Fight. <laughs> I mean, easy answer, right? Yeah. <laughs> really quick. That's so funny.